Have you heard about Propane Taxi? Propane Taxi is a propane grill tank home delivery service, and it's ridiculously easy to order a propane grill tank delivered right to your door. Now's the perfect time of year to get outside and grill with family and close friends or heat up the patio. Make sure you've got propane for any occasion. Go to propanetaxi.com, use promo code TANK10, and your first tank exchange is just $10. Promo code TANK10 for a $10 tank exchange. No delivery fees, no commitment, and no contact. Propanetaxi.com. Propane grill tank home delivery. Promo code TANK10. The Gamer's Lounge with Amon Green is on the air. You need a sledgehammer? That's Batman. The Gamer's Lounge. Tony Stark will blow up the building, and then as it's blowing up, he'll rebuild it. It's time to press play. Oh, welcome to Amon Green's Gamer Lounge. Hey, that last one is probably the best clip that you got. Um, me talking about Batman and, and Tony Stark. That's hilarious. I didn't even know. I'm when you I first heard that. I was like, what? I said that? <laughs> oh, man. So how are you guys doing? I'm doing very good. I got my uh, blue light blocking lens glasses on Friday. I've been wearing them nonstop. Gamer's Advantage yes, is in the house. sir. I've been wearing them nonstop. So, this would be my fifth day of wearing those, and that's when you're supposed to start experiencing some of the um, um, uh, perks, benefits, if you will. So I'm hoping tonight, 8, 8.30, hopefully I naturally start getting tired and I get a good night's sleep. There you go. He's been wearing them. I, I like them. Those are the Inferno model, uh, Inferno model yep. from Gamer's Advantage, and he got my mom those clip-on sunglasses with them. They are so slick, oh, man. Yeah. All you literally have to do is just sort of hold them in front of your eyes, and it like sucks them to them. And it gets it perfect. And it's like, tight. Yes. It's, it's not tight. going anywhere. Nope. No. It's nope. cool. It, oh. yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm happy. Hey, I'll let Brian know. Hey, let yeah, let Brian Reedy know. You geeked up. I'll be talking to him soon because we have our uh, esports training camp come up here a little bit under two weeks. And then I'll be asking my my players, you know, just a highly suggested uh, advice on ordering and looking at them and getting the, the specs. I like the Infernos too. I've seen those. I would tell those them are actually my 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 Infernos. pick too. Yeah, yeah. My mine too, Amon. That's if if when I'm getting the gamers advantage, I haven't ordered them yet. That the Inferno is what I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the model. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a simple, nice, sleek design. I guess. Yeah, you know. That's why that's why we all good. My great minds think alike. <laughs> so. John, so other than the glasses, what else? Yeah, John, right. what's up with you? Uh, not a lot. I got yeah, vacation. How did your weekend go? Uh, weekend was fun. Did a little bit of golf, um, but uh, that's about it. Laid low again. Um, but I got vacation coming up, guys. Not sure exactly what my plans are, but it does include um, golf, watching some basketball because the NBA returns this week. Watching some Yo, baseball. Yeah, on somebody in a, in a scrimmage yeah i saw that in like 20 some minutes yeah and then uh playing some video games so sounds like a pretty cool that how much like a, uh, almost perfect vacation how much i agree how much better of a rocket league player are you going to be when you come back to yes. this podcast in two weeks guys i'm telling you <laughs> me and my buddies now are sharing youtube videos of like rocket league highlights and it's it's a they're playing a different game. I don't know what <laughs> yeah. game like they're like Amon, like you were saying last week, they're flying through the air, they are twisting and turning. That like that yep. game, I don't know what game they're playing. I'm playing a different game right. that's on the ground. <laughs> they're playing Rocket League, they're just playing at a whole nother level, okay? And but for you, that's you now climbing to where you're getting close to the competitive level when you're watching videos. Of oh. the game that you're playing. Okay. So you're putting in extra time. So yeah, in two weeks, you keep doing that. 
eventually by the I say by December of this year, John's gonna be talking about I, I'm in my first Rocket League tournament. <laughs> oh no! Okay, oh. wow, that would be <laughs> yes. by December of this year. Oh gosh, it's a lofty goal, Amon. Yeah. It's a lofty. goal. I want to see hey, you hey. in a tournament. I, I will say this: it. when I'm playing my buddies, I I am now trying to fly more often. Um, so one of these, I will eventually, yeah. I, listen, I'm doing it so often, eventually I'm accidentally going to knock the ball on the goal, <laughs> right? And then everybody's going to be like, whoa, what just happened? I'll be like, yeah, I was just flying. No big deal. Whatever. No yeah. Right. Right. So, yeah. So myself, so this weekend, I, uh, Saturday was what? A little busy. I mean, I didn't get a chance to stream, but I was just getting ready for, uh, esports training camp, sending out more emails, but on Sunday, Actually, Saturday, too, I did uh, some scrims with some of my future players because uh, we played in a, a Call of Duty Warzone tournament um, on Sunday, uh, brought to you by the ESTV and the NFL Alumni Association. It was just it was just a fun celebrity tournament. It was I think it was more for it wasn't no prizes handed out. It was more for bragging rights. And we came in, I believe, third or fourth. We had about 90 to 100 total uh, points. So that's a good finish for us. Kevin Ware, if you remember Kevin Ware, he was oh, the yeah. basketball player that broke his leg. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah. One of the most disturbing yeah, so videos I've ever seen. You yes. literally see his leg coming through his skin. Oh. oh, my God. Yeah. So, well, he's healed up from that, and he's very, very <laughs> good at uh, Duty Warzone. His team had over 200. They had 206 points to be exact. They won the tournament. Um, and, uh, and so, you no, know, it was, a, it was a great time. It was good for me cause I'm still, you know, I'm in the process of watching my players play, you know, see how they're going to play together. I had my, one of my future, uh, GAs that's going to be the coach along with two other players that get to play. We basically had a good time and I found out a lot, a lot these two players that I played with and my coach that, you know, they we're going to be pretty good in college, you know, when we get to a uh, real competition, I, I won't say real competition. I say to our competition, that we'll face in our conference and our league matches. So I'm excited about this first year for uh, my esports roster. You know, some good players out there that's, that I was able to bring in and have some help with the faculty as well. So, Look at you recruiting Amon. You're getting the hang of this thing, aren't you? I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm like in a groove now. It's like when I'm not sending an email out to a, rec- a recruit, I'm like, I need to be, I need to be. <laughs> I'm like thinking that way. Just like when I was a player, I was like, all right, if I'm not in the weight room, I need to get to a weight room or if I'm not working out, I need to work out. I need to get moving. I need to make sure uh, that I'm on top of my game. So yeah, it's just that, comp- that I say competitiveness coming out, which is, uh, which is great because I get to help these kids, you know, live out their dreams now. So, and I get to guide them, I say along, along the path. So, all right, let's get into some of what, what we found out here. Let's talk about here in the lounge today. And I know John, you sent this uh, email out this week this past week and I read in and listened to the video and, and we're talking about the highest paid and most popular podcaster in podcast history, my man Joe Rogan, who who I who I respect and I enjoy listening to. And his commentary during MMM fighting is pretty good. It's pretty spot on. But here is where he is a little bit spot off in his uh assessment of video games and esports and the stigma. So yeah, so so basically, yeah, Rogan on one of his recent podcasts, which by the way, I love listening to Rogan podcast as well. Um, had a comment about video games, and and here's one thing I want everybody to remember. It, okay, so whenever Rogan says like something that someone disagrees with, I think on social media right now, it's it's really popular just to be like, oh, did you hear what he said? Um, because you can pick up it's, every episode is like three hours long. But anyway, he said this. 
Video games are a real problem. They're a real problem. You know why? Because they're blanking fun. I have a real problem with them. You do them, and they're real exciting, but you don't get anywhere. And that led everyone to kind of freak out uh, about Rogan because his comments seemed a little bit out of touch with today's yeah. video games. Exactly. You know, I, that was the first thing that popped in my head. So instantly, I, I took a moment. It took me probably like five to ten minutes to actually react because I didn't want to go off my first impulse where I just go ham, spamming, you know, texting real fast, like, you just said this. Da, da, da. No, I didn't do that. So I, I took about five minutes to read the message, process it, and even listen to his story, how he told the story about a jiu-jitsu MMA fighter as an example. So I retweeted, or actually I, I commented on his uh, post. I said, Joe, I said, you can make a living playing video games. In your story, you just told, replace the jiu-jitsu MMA fighter with an esports player. Then you have an successful, successful esports player who can have several sources of revenue. A training facility for future gamers, compete in or compete in tournaments, etc. Obviously, etc. is they can be a shoutcaster, they can go be a coach in this facility or coach at a university like myself now, um, or they could just be highly competitive on in gaming, but then also pushing out their influ influence through social media, like we as we know that a lot of gamers do, like Ninja, like uh, I'm trying to think, uh, a Shroud, uh, other gamers out there, Doctor Disrespect things like that, and then have their get sponsored by a platform like Twitch and or uh, if Caffeine is still around, we know Mixer has just just shut down or YouTube Gaming or Facebook Gaming. So, yeah, there's you can make a living. It can be very successful, successful as the esports player. Yeah, I mean, so you, you mentioned that example because after those comments and he goes on and says, you know, you practice jujitsu, you get really good. You eventually do this. You can open uh something up where you, you know, a dojo, can teach. Like a a dojo, dojo thank you. Yeah, where you can teach. Yeah. And I was thinking the same thing, Amon. I was thinking you are just, ba <laughs> you're basically explaining what you possibly could do with video games. Now, Ninja then went out on social media, on Twitter, on Instagram, and he posted yep. a response. You want to hear a little bit of what Ninja had to say in a two-minute response to Joe Rogan? Let's hear it. Oh, yeah. Play it. I saw the most recent uh, clip going on about Joe Rogan, his comment about video games or like gamers. And I think where he was coming from um, or what he was talking about specifically, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but what I, I watched the whole thing and try to get context of it. I watched, you know, before and after the clip that was just, you know, being posted on around Twitter. It sounds like he's talking about like the top 1%, or, like the very odd or one-off chance that you're going to be a professional player, an esports player and a successful one at that. Right. I mean, you can be a professional esports player and, you know, beyond like a tier two, tier three org, which is not maybe paying you the most. And obviously if you're not winning and being paid a lot you're, and you're not a big streamer, then you're not really making a lot of money. Uh, so I'm assuming he's just basically talking about, you know, the top 1%, you're winning every tournament, you're on a top organization, you're, you're, you're making a load of money, you're successful. And I mean, he talks about how, you know, gaming can potentially not really get you anywhere, right? You're putting a lot of time into it and you're just mindlessly playing video games. I just don't think what Joe, Joe doesn't really understand then the full context of what the gaming community is and, and how many different avenues you can be successful in, in gaming. Uh, I mean, there's streaming, just content creation, YouTube, uh, you know, being a professional player, being a freaking coach. I mean, like, you don't like, like, you can be incredibly understanding of a game, but not have the physical capacity to be able to, you know, get pentakills uh, every single round and, you know, every single game. But that doesn't mean that 
you know, there's not a job for you, right? That doesn't mean there's not a place for you in the gaming community where you can be successful. So, uh, so I think what I loved about this, guys, real quick, is because mm-hmm. you talked about how you wanted to just go ham, you know, just like blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Ninja sat down and had like a very measured response. Uh, number yeah. one, I just love the the back and forth. Like there's a, a big time uh, name in the community saying, OK, well, let's talk about this. And so I loved his very monotone type of like didn't go crazy, didn't try to get clicks by doing this or that. I loved his response. And um, I think he's I think he's right. There are different avenues. So so quickly, I think I think what is getting lost here with what Joe said was. I think Joe is referring to the average Joe, if you will, on the street, like me, okay? If I sit down and play video games and get lost in them and that's all I do, that may ruin my life, okay? Now, I don't think he intended those those comments to be taken toward people like you, Amon, or some of the college athletes you have in your esports team. Those people, it makes sense in a way, right? Because they can make a career, they can make a living off this. Me, the average Joe... I can't. I'm not up to that level, and I never will be. So I can understand where he's coming from in a way if I look at it through through those lenses, that perspective. Right, and but I say the one thing where I'll counter that is that it's not even to you, like you're saying, if you're referring to somebody in your position, even to you, Ben, you do more. Like you have a job, you have a girlfriend, you have a life. What he's saying is that you almost don't do nothing as a gamer. You waste your time well, I th- when it's not wasted time. You know I what I'm saying? So I do, I do, but but I think Joe is saying it's so easy to go down that path playing video games. I don't think he's... Say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I believe it's easy because um, yeah. it's fun. It's something, it's an activity. I mean, if you do the same thing when we go out and play golf. Sure. If we go out uh, to the bar with friends and stay out all night and party hard. Yeah. Well, we need that as the human body. We need a little bit of uh, me time sometimes, or that, what I call filling our well. But it's but for for the stigma in gaming, you know, you know, referring to gaming where that wasn't ten, twenty, thirty years ago was like the guy. It's a picture of a guy in the basement. I, I know out there exploding on the internet, and his mom is yelling at him, "Go to work or get up off the couch or whatever." He has a controller in his hand and, and yeah. he's playing video game. That is people's mindset still. Even though they see, they know esports is an industry. They know that there are people like Ninja and Shroud and Dr. Disrespect and, and team organizations like like Envy, like Team Liquid that are making big money playing League of Legends, COD, Fortnite, the games out there that we know. But it's just still understanding that when somebody like Joe says that something and we know how influential he is, somebody tuning in that don't really understand esports, they'll just, you know, I say categorize everybody that plays video game in that instant. You see what I'm saying? Not just, yeah. you know, understand that that might be a, a small percentage, but it's not everybody. And even for that small percentage, they have, they act, their activities that keep them busy and money, but this is their one activity. You know what? This is their activity where they just they pop their feet up and gulp and have a nice chill time knocking out some, uh, a campaign on Super Smash Brothers Ultimate or something. <laughs> I think I think something we also have to remember here is because you talked about how influential Joe Rogan is, and you're absolutely right. He's not doing a video game podcast. The, the topic wasn't like we're talking about video games for three hours. A lot of this stuff Joe Rogan says, he's not an expert. You know what I mean? So right. this was friends talking. Imagine if we just started recording the next three hours of us just talking. Like forget about video games. We just talk about anything. Um, 
we may say something that we may not know a lot about. And I think that's what happened here. Somebody that's here, either, yeah, either you, Amon, or Ben said, I mean, he's living in, he's living in the 1990s video games, right? Where, yeah, where there wasn't uh streaming available. There wasn't leagues available. He's, and, and the other thing is he's talking about himself. He says, I have True. a real problem in the past on his podcasts. He's talked about how he would spend hours playing video games and do absolutely nothing else. So this is a personal opinion of his because he's had firsthand experience of playing video games and doing nothing. And the other thing, too, is he's not right, but he's also not wrong in, in a couple of different instances. I just looked up yeah. how many American adults do you think play video games? According to an estimate, I've got the a number. Lot. A uh, lot. I know it's over like it's over 70, 80 percent. Yeah, it's a hundred. It's it's one hundred and sixty four million adults in the United States play video games and three quarters. Okay, number wise. Right. Yeah. Right. Three quarters of all Americans have at least one gamer in in their household. So when you mm-hmm. talk about getting to a pro level, um, you know, streaming the top one percent of streamers, I think part of his point, too, is listen it, to. to to put in all that time and then ex- expect to be, you know, the the handful of elite elite is is somewhat <laughs> unrealistic. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like, come on, you made it in the NFL. Like, you made it to the pro level. And you're very, very successful at that pro level. But how many others put everything they had into it and then at the end of the day said, well, I never I didn't make it. And now what do I do? And I right. think that's kind mm-hmm. of what he's referring to. Right. And that's, and then, and, and I say in an instance too, like what we say in the football, kind of like a, a, a conversation that happens once a, once a, once or twice a week in the NFL locker room is, well, you got a player in football or any pro sport, traditional sport, football, baseball, basketball, track, volleyball, hockey that are not very good. Usually those very good, not very good players become very good coaches. You know, so just to refer that to gamers, I'm not a very good gamer. I'm not on a competitive level, but I know I can coach. I, I, I knew that right away because I'm like, I, I, I faced reality getting into this world. I knew, OK, look, I'm not going to be a competitive Madden player. I watch Skimble. I watch Problem Play. Though they're, and I've seen guys that online that I play against that I don't know. They're amazing um, to compete in a tournament, to make it to a tournament. I know I'm not going to get it. So you know what I know I can do? I'm going to coach <laughs> and uh same with Halo, looking at that. And that's where where I can say that's where Joe he has to educate himself before he throws out comments like this. Because we he knows what sells, you know, making a bold comment, making a bold statement like this on his show has us talking about it now. Um has Ninja making the conscious um comment that he made. And but we keep it going, we keep this conversation floating. And putting out information like we're doing to let people know, yeah, gamers, this is what we, this is what game, this is the picture of gamers now. You know, we have gamers that are in shape, that work out, they, their moms, their dads, their husbands, their boyfriends, girlfriends, fiancés that work at this store or a teacher, but they still stream. They still um, do stuff on their social media through gaming and streaming the avenues that are there. So just know there's not the, old school, like how Joe brought it up, the, you know, sitting on the couch doing nothing. There is something to be, to be, to be said uh, about, about gamers today. So Yeah, I um, think it is important, though, to just circle back to the point that John um, made earlier during the podcast, mm-hmm. is that 
Joe is talking about his self experiences, right? He's not attacking the gaming world. At least I didn't. I didn't take his comments as he's attacking the gaming world. He's just speaking no, about I, what I he did, experienced. You know, he was attacking. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, but I found it interesting that Ninja felt like he had a comment because. I'm assuming he felt that Joe was attacking all gamers by those comments. You know what I love yeah, about this? Uh, real quick, Iman, I love that Ninja yeah. did reply because yeah. he has a lot of influence and it maybe opens the eyes to to some who follow Rogan and saw that and go, what? I heard that. I didn't take anything by it and go, oh, well, there's a whole community here. There's a whole different exactly. things have changed. So I love that even exactly. though Rogan said something he didn't know a lot about, it it's brought up this conversation for many people to experience gaming in a different way. Exactly. Like I said, I, and that's why I'm saying, that's why we're talking about it. And I'm glad you put it in the email to me. I was like, yes, we're going to talk about this in length because not only do we have uh, gamers, elite gamers like Ninja playing with their plan. There's companies going into the next topic here. Uh, I did this. I actually did a show with him the other day. His name is Dr. Uh, Corey. He is a chiropractor and he is part of eSports Healthcare. And so he has developed, uh, he, if you go to the website, eSportsHealthcare.com, all one word, he has uh, health tips, stretching tips, warm-up tips for gamers of stretching out their arms and fingers, upper bodies and their neck, their back before they start gaming and actually cool down stretches too. So when they're done gaming, they, they, they get their bodies ready to get out of the chair to lay down in the, um, lay down in the bed and relax and now watch pop up, watch some, some Hulu with some Netflix. <laughs> I saw these, these uh, stretches, Amon, that you were talking about, uh, from esportshealthcare.com. Do, yeah. do you stretch before you play video games? I, I, I was doing some of these stretches, not all of them. So yes, I do because you know, your wrists get tight. Cause I, I know I feel my forearms getting tight and every now and then I know one of my, I say like my, uh, my index fingers, I found, to get real, real, real tight and sore and achy sometimes. So I was doing similar stretches, but not in depth. Now, now I have a routine that I'm gonna be. I've been doing since I I came across this, and we had our show. Uh, we did uh, we did a collab show on uh, Monday, actually. So if you go on Twitch right now, I'm hungry and TV. You can tune in and listen to me and Dr. Corey talk about the health benefits that he is uh, informing gamers about and people about. Because like I said, his website is up and running. Uh, he's a chiropractor himself. He practices out on the East Coast and he has different um, no modality routines for warming up for gaming stretches before you game, after you game, um, how you sit in a chair, what areas are that you can attack if they're aching you, your elbows, your hands, your wrists, your forearms, things of that nature. It's funny because I think some people are kind of probably giggling like, oh, you guys are stretching before you sit down and play video games. But I mean, you're right. There's a lot of hand type of exercises. And here's one thing I was thinking about, Iman, as I was looking through all the different uh, stretches for your hands and your wrists and your arms that he recommends is, okay, so from a professional athlete standpoint, you work out, you train, you practice, but at some point you give your body a rest, right? So yes. does, is, does, does that exist in the gaming world? Like if you sit down and are five hours into a video gaming session at some point, I would imagine you should probably cut back, give yourself a break, and then come back. Yes, it is recommended to do that. And usually, like the, what's it, the status quo, 
like just for having meetings, like a business meeting, the status quo is about two and a half hours. And then people start to lose their attention span and start to get shorter and shorter. They start fidgeting in their chair. They start daydreaming or just playing up, falling asleep. Like probably I know I would every now and then. Yeah. That's why I started chewing some, uh, eating sunflower seeds in meetings. So I didn't pass out. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is, that is, is that mindset because then, your brain eventually needs a break. You got to recalibrate. I say recalibrate. When I have my two to three hours in, I'm going to get up out of my chair. I'm going to walk upstairs. I'm going to grab something to drink. I'm just going to walk around. If I'm having this day where I could just game out all day, that means wife is gone. Kids are gone. You know what? I'm going to sit here on this, uh, in my chair and game out, but I'm going to have to take a break somewhere in the middle. So I go obviously grab something to eat, use the bathroom, get a workout in to kind of get everything kind of to settle down in my brain. Cause right now that brain is a muscle, but that same as any muscle in your body, you need to help it recover because the workout that you give your body or train your brain, the recovery is just the same. That workout is important and that recovery is just as important. So you know, check out this esportshealthcare.com because it has good routines and modalities and uh, things to help you. I say stay loose in the hand region for, for gaming, <laughs> for gamers. And then last week, what I was excited to see, I don't know if y'all caught up on it, but Xbox X series, they launched their, they had a big YouTube event where they launched the showcase of some of the games coming out on the new Xbox X series. And it, of course, everybody was waiting to see the big uh, reveal of Halo and some campaign play, which they had. And so everybody was happy because of that. But then some of the games, you know, pre- uh, pre-video, some of us, they had interviewed about four or five shoutcasters, four, four or five streamers that were opinionated about what will Xbox, you know, reveal in terms of what's coming out on the system in holiday season this year. And, you know, people were looking for another Grand, Grand Theft Auto 6 and a Fable. I believe they did release. They, they're going to have a new Fable series, which I never played, but it's one of them kind of like Final Fantasy, really in-depth. RPG games that has a big fan following. Um, but we had a Halo Infinite. We had Forza 6. They show video of that. And then uh, some other video of uh, fighting games and uh, other uh, zombie games out there. So would, would you guys get a hit of that? Yeah, I checked out the uh, Xbox X kind of uh, the the event. They had like the three-hour YouTube yeah. clip. But my big question is, all right, so Xbox X, PS5, they're my assumption is they're both going to be available around the holidays. That'd be the yes. a strong time to uh, to try to get people to buy. So my bigger question here is, if you're looking to buy one, can you really go wrong? Right? Because it's they're tr- tr- trying to make you have a choice here, obviously, at some level. And there will be probably some gamers I'm on that will end up having both at some point. But it almost Ching. feels like you can't go wrong. Uh, I agree. Uh, no, you cannot go wrong. It's just... Each console does something a little different than the other or a little better than the other. But it's not like this. That's a night and day difference between a PS5 or Xbox X series. Or we go what is out now, the Xbox X to the PS4. There is not much difference. The only difference you may come apart or come across is the exclusive games that may be out for each system. Because as we know, Halo is exclusively Xbox. Um Last of Us Part Two, God of War is exclusively Sony. Spider-Man series that they're now going to have a Miles Morales game coming out once holiday hits too, when that system hit. That, if you love those games, then that's where 
that system wins, you know, some of the fan base. But overall, from the FP, you know, from the uh, frames per second to the just the joy, I mean, in terms of the look of the system, I say other than look of the system, PlayStation has the upper hand there because it looks cool. It looks, it's definitely they they put some thought into that. But what what the X system actually does, uh, you're not missing out on any any instance. So if you're an Xbox person and you're wondering, dang, should I get a PlayStation? No, just be happy with that. But because it's not much, you know, you're not going to see much right. difference in what you see on your your monitor or your TV screen when you're playing it. Because they, they have all the apps. They have Netflix, they have Hulu, along with all the gaming um, possibilities within the system. Yeah, it's all kind of, yeah, all included there. So my other question then is this, because um, we had the story, right? Like one of the Call of Duty updates, some users were getting like 100 gigs of their update or whatever. That's mm, like how much yeah, it took. And, and yeah, they're huge. Yeah, huge. so this, X, this new Microsoft Xbox is uh, one terabyte of storage with the additional terabyte of added storage that you can add on so two total terabytes and i just started thinking like when you start thinking about future proofing your system like how much storage is really necessary i asked because i got that 256 gig card for my switch and to me it feels very expansive because i you know i don't have a ton of games i don't have a lot of big games on there but right when but but also when you think about like 4k and in all the uh, you know the way games have keep progressing in the coming years mm-hmm. Like is two terabytes? Is that going to be obsolete? Or I mean, obviously that's that's a ton of storage. That's a ton of storage that you do need. Um, it's going to be another launch. So after PS Five, Xbox X Series, everything's two terabyte right now. That we're going to, it's going to be the next series after that. So another four to five years from now, that's when we're going to see the four terabyte system. Because right now I'm looking down at my Xbox. I have four terabytes of external memory uh, hard drives right now sitting next to my Xbox. I just bought a, I believe it's a four or two or four terabyte external hard drive for my, a two terabyte on my PlayStation four. So that's going to be eventually the, the, uh, the mark, the benchmark for Halo for uh, Microsoft and Sony here. And, you know, by 2025, 2026, when they release their next system, because the games is it's not uh you know the 4K or 8K whatever the monitor and the TV saying you know how clear its its screens are it's the actual game so what you said about your friend downloading the new DLC of Call of Duty at 100 gigs so you buy the disc you're already at about 20 between 20 and 80 gigs yeah. but then you have all this downloadable content all the season pass stuff like Fortnite you don't have a disc but it's probably over a hundred gigabytes of information that you could download to it in the, right now. That's going to take up a ton of space. And what you do, I learned this from a good friend of mine, Andy. He's one of the um, owners of Gaming Generations in Sheboygan, Wisconsin, and he said, "Amon, because what a lot of systems happen. What happens to a lot of systems when you when you're deleting, saying you're uninstalling and deleting games? Don't do that. Just keep the game there. Just buy, keep buying external hard drives. So that's where." <laughs> That's where the business is at is companies that makes these hard drive, which is, you know, which is Sony, because actually that was a Sony um, hard drive that I purchased from from Best Buy. So mm-hmm. it's, it's in the memory. It's all about storage. If you could if you have a lot of space, that means you can have a lot of games and have a lot more fun to play. So these companies, they know what they're doing. They're, they're, they make sure they're keeping it just enough so they keep the uh, keep the customer coming back for more. 
That's what they have to do. I'm going to be really inter- <laughs> interested to see as both these come out, we think, around the holidays. Is yeah. is is this sort of thing, this world, the esports, the um, the gaming world, is that immune to the COVID-19 pandemic, at least when it comes to money and the economy? Are people going to be able to afford these systems? Are they going to price them the same way they did before? That's what I'm interested to see. Yeah. I mean, they're going to price them where they're going to price them. You know, they're going to be, I believe what I heard so far about Xbox X series and PlayStation, they're going to be roughly between $399 and $699, you know, in that range. And a lot of these gamers that are hardcore gamers, I say, if you are a streamer, you're a hardcore gamer, they're going to buy them. They're not going to battle lash. They're going to, especially for the ones that have the influence behind them, they may know somebody at Sony and may know somebody at Microsoft that gives them a, a sweetheart deal. Um, either gets one gifted to them or you get one at a sure. big, big, big discount. I just um, feel like for the average person, though, we don't have as we don't have as much um, uh, income just laying around that we can true. throw at four hundred dollars, six hundred dollars at a video game system, and then to pile on that, if you want both, I mean, you're looking at yeah. like a twelve hundred dollar investment. I don't know if yeah, people yeah. have that kind of money right now. No, I agree with you, Ben. Yeah, it's something where what I what I used to do being a college student, I would wait. When the system drop or it comes out, you know, it launches, I would wait probably a month to two months and then go to the local, at that time, college, I don't think GameStop, was, it was a EV Games was around where they had people that traded in systems before GameStop. Sure. And then GameStop came around. Then GameStops would get systems that would be brought, you know, people would bring in their system because when they bought it, they couldn't afford it. They're like, wait a minute, I need to pay the rent. So they... They're going to exchange it at GameStop to get the money back. So that's what I would do. I will wait a few months and just be patient. And then somebody's going to trust me. People buy these systems and then realize they, they got sucked in and got to unfortunately turn it back into GameStop or, or sell them on eBay or something. But make sure you get you, 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 you haggle on the prices, you know, come down on a little price. So that, that, that's where the avenue for somebody that, that can't afford to purchase it day one wait till day 100 and then you can find a good system out there that's not too beat up and be able to get into your gaming into the next next generation of gaming with Xbox uh, X series or the PlayStation 5. So oh yeah, so that is where that is that's why that that's everybody. That happens every time a, a game system comes out here. So uh, John, you want to take us into our next segment of this or that? This or that. All right, fellas, this week's edition of This or That, controversial as usual, Amon. You're coming yep. up with some great questions. We'll start with Skittles mm-hmm. or Starburst. Right off the bat, you're coming with Skittles or Starburst, Yeah, that's tough. Dang. Yes. Gosh. Yeah, I, hey, man, I was, we were watching, you know, we've been, during COVID, at home here, watching a lot of movies, and that's some of the choices that we get from going, running to the store <laughs> and coming back. So I'm like, Hmm, that just like ching ching. I could use this. So Skittles or Star Wars. So John, I, okay, I'll go first then. Um, yeah. Skittles by a nose. Skittles <laughs> by no. It's, it's it is Starburst all day. Why? I, I was never a big fan of Skittles. I don't know why. I don't know why. But uh, Starburst, I could sit and eat multiple packs of Starburst at any given time. Come on, break the tie. I'm breaking the tie right now, Ben. So I have to apologize. I'm a Skittles guy. Oh yes. no! Taste the rainbow. i love it but i say between obviously the assorted colors and flavors uh they have multiple different like bags of flavor like they have a sweet and sour one now did you know that i'm just gonna tell you that you're both wrong 
Okay. They have sweet and sour Skittles. Yeah, they got a bunch so, of different flavors for Skittles. They have a ton. I think I like that variety. I'm a variety guy. Okay. All right. When so it comes to food, especially or snacks, food and snacks. Skittles wins the first one. Mike Tyson or Roy Jones Jr. These two 50 year old plus guys are going to be fighting each other September yes. 12th, I believe it is. And you know what? I'm probably motivation behind this. I'm probably going to be suckered into watching it. Um, what do yep, you think? Like uh, yeah. Mike, or, uh, Mike Tyson or Roy Jones Jr., Ben? Mike Tyson. Those training shoots, videos he's put up across social media, you see how fast those hands are moving still at the age of, what, 55? Something like that. Man, Something that like dude that. still looks he could, I mean, he looks like he could kill me still at 55. Man, Go Mike like Tyson. He yeah, he's I'm Mike Tyson, too. He still looks like the one-punch king right there. So, I, And it's like Roy Jones was, what, light middleweight? champion and we're and we know mike tyson was a heavyweight so i'm like this not from a size standpoint don't even match up yeah it doesn't seem fair does it it doesn't seem fair that's the first like, thing i thought always, of is like aren't they did different weight class guys like they're completely different weight classes so i'm just saying they just need to have uh well they are wearing i did hear that they're wearing a uh, protective gear good like gear good yes so that's for roy jones jr's sake i, I, would say. <laughs> I, I like that roy jones great guy um um, but yeah, he just not he doesn't have that that stance. He doesn't have that size to match up with Mike with Big Mike Iron Mike. To be fair, like I don't want Mike Tyson to lose this. I'm telling you. Well, if he does lose it, then like all this hype about him being still the baddest man on the planet yeah, goes like, away. It's like yeah, yeah, Mike, yeah, Mike didn't need to, he won't he won't lose at all, but he'll lose a little. Yeah, he didn't need to do this. That's the thing. Like you don't need to fight. No one was asking is Mike Tyson gonna fight again, but I'll be suckered into watching. Hey, maybe he wants to fight. It's not all about the money, right? John. It's and it's not my decision, right? Yeah. If he wants to <laughs> I like how you said it's not my decision. <laughs> That's what makes him happy. That's what makes him happy. Uh, Oreos or Chips Ahoy? This or that? Man, I knew this one was going to be a tough one, possibly. I think this is easy. This is easy. Oh, it's easy? Okay. Oreos. Well, take it away, Josh. Oreos. Oh, all Oreos day. all day. All day. All right. All right. I'm, yeah, that's across the board. I'm an Oreos yeah. guy. Did you know the multiple flavors of Oreos? Yes, there's so many now. There's, I think my favorite. Lemon. I like lemon. My favorite is lemon. Birthday cake. Lemon. Come on. They have birthday cake. Oh, have they you tried have, that? Uh, no, uh, I take that back. Yes, I have. So That's good. pretty good. I've tried the Halloween edition of like uh, pumpkin or Thanksgiving. It's like pumpkin pie or something like Ooh. that. And then there's red velvet Oreos. Did you yeah. know that? Yeah, s'mores yes. too. S'mores. S'mores Oreos. Yeah, them, them I haven't had. My wife bought them, but I was like, I'm not touching those. I'm yeah, good. it's pretty good. Whoever came up with these multiple flavors of Oreos deserves a raise. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. They got a raise. Yeah. It's, a, it's a group of people. About uh, five or six. They all got a raise. Uh, Oreos, clean sweep. <laughs> uh, how do you like your steak? Now, this is interesting because you go from one extreme to the other. Rare right. or burnt, which would be well done, plus some, right. I guess. Uh, so, and, I, and I put burnt on there because my old the, uh, running backs coach, Edgar Bennett, when we would go out to eat on a road game, he would we would be at Ruth, Ruth Chris, um, Hollister, what's the um, – uh, what's the what's some like five star steak hard houses in in the big cities? I know Ruth Chris is one. Um, um, what's the one in Indy? Well, Saint Elmo. Saint in Elmo. Saint Elmo's. Yeah, just places like that. That five star steakhouse restaurants. He would say to the waiter or the waitress, "Burn it." I'd be like, "What? What?" Edgar is wrong. He said, "Ag, no, I can't do that." He said, "Burn it." I'm like, "Dude, we had a five. This is the best grade of beef, most likely. I'll say in the United States right now." 
And you're burning it? He's like, yeah. I'm like, so that's why I put bear. I, I want it because I knew it was so many different ranges. So this is where I know I was going to get questions. So. Well, if we're at a very high-end steakhouse, I'm going to trust that they're rare is is safe to eat. <laughs> um, it although, is. Although it scares me. Well, I'll, I, go, I'll go rare, but oh, I, uh, gotta, I do not want rare. Oh, I got to have mine undercooked like that. I got to have some rare, blood coming though? out of the it. Best yes. way to have it, man. The best. I'm, too. I'm with you, man. But we're talking you know, rare, you like put, rare. Like I'm yes. talking medium. Yeah, no, no, no. That, I, mean, like, I know that's not an option. Where, I don't where even need steak is, sauce. It's not blue. Like blue is a cold center, John. Okay, there's something below rare. It's blue. That blue? means it's still cold when Ooh, you slice into it. Rare I didn't even know there like, was. Yes. Oh, I didn't rare know this. It's a warm red center. Oh. Okay. Yes. So just know that. Oh. Well, I always go yeah, so medium. I go medium rare. That's where I'm at. Yeah, sometimes so I, I will say rare. I'm, I have red. I have done rare before, so I'm rare. Blue but I mean, steak. okay, a good rare steak. I don't need steak sauce. I don't need ketchup. I'm exactly. just cutting my pieces of steak and dipping them in everything coming out of that steak. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm getting hungry I'm right now. Man. I'm 100 percent with you. I've been with uh, my kids at a steakhouse, and my uh, stepson he started putting a one. I look. I gave him this look, like, "Boy, you better stop what you're doing." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "That that chef might come running out the kitchen and slap both of us." Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> oh, oh my good steak uh, I just made for you. <laughs> all right, moving on on this or that here on the Gamers Lounge podcast. Uber or Lyft, Ben? Uh, I'm going to go Uber because I've never I've never used a Lyft ever in my life. I've always gone Uber, no matter what town I've been in. Always gone Uber, and I've had great success. I like Uber. Come on, um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this because they're probably the first I was aware of. But I use both. Uh, I'm gonna go Uber. I'm gonna go Uber. I've never used Lyft. So. Is there a difference? I or is it just a, two companies? It's a difference thing. in pricing. Same it's a thing. difference in pricing. Oh, am I, I getting price Lyft, gouged here? Should I go with Lyft? Lyft might be a little more price sensible to the customer. Really? Oh. Well, maybe yeah. I should download that. Um, this there or that guy, Flavor Flav or Lil John. The Flavor oh. Flav has the oh, clock. Oh, give me Flavor Flav all day. And you know why? Because not- one of my worst things in my life I do, sometimes I get sucked into reality television. His dating oh, so shows, I know where you're going Flavor of Love. I used to watch that garbage on VH1. Why? Dude. I don't know. I got sucked in, so I'm going Flavor of Flav or Flavor well, Flav. I got, yeah, I got sucked in because of the wife. That was the one ah. show of reality stuff at when that because that was like at the peak of reality shows. Yep. If you think, yep. remember Ben yep. and John when that when uh, Flavor of Love hit. I was just like, what are we watching? I said, <laughs> let me watch this so I get some good street cred. With it's the a wife. train wreck. You know, it was a hot mess. It was something that I got sucked into. Uh, but for just for hype man stuff, that's why I got Little John on there too. Um, I say I'm gonna go Little. I love Flavor Flav shows, but I'm gonna go Little John. I'm gonna go Little John too. Every, yeah, you every, know. Like, oh, I was gonna say that every time I hear Little John, that's what I think of. But I also think of Dave Chappelle's sketches of <laughs> Little John. Yes, <laughs> like I just think of Rick James when I think. Where he goes, well, that too. Um, so Tyler, I'm gonna go Tyler Little Burger, John. What the five figures say to the face? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was just oh, I was just going through the channels the other day, and Dave Chappelle show was on, and I stopped. Yeah, they've been playing it back, back and forth. It's a lot of stuff on YouTube too. Check them out. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's see here. Final this or that this week, guys. Popeyes chicken or Church's chicken? Popeyes or Church's? I've see, never. I'm not sure if this one, if Church's was ever in Madison. Yeah. 
I've never had churches in never my had, life. I've no. never had churches, so no. I get picked Popeyes. It's been in Milwaukee, and yeah. it was in Nebraska, along with Popeyes, and then major cities has churches. So churches is another fast food chain like Popeyes. But obviously, as we know, Popeyes is a little bit more popular because uh, it's still it's still around. And now it's coming to Green Bay. It's in Appleton, and it's in Manitowoc right now. I don't know if you guys knew that. I did not. I know, know. it's in Milwaukee. I, mean, I, know if it's, I know it's in Madison. It's right down the street from the, it is. From the studio. Right down the street, yeah. Yeah. You know so what I think? Okay, okay, so quickly about Popeyes, that's my vote. A secret item on their menu, not listed, oh. but is amazing. You got to ask is, for it. Yes, oh, yes, you do have to ask for it. This is going to sound crazy, oh. but their onion rings are freaking delicious. Oh, my oh, God. In the menu. You, just, you just blew my mind because yeah. I love onion rings. Dude, Try oh, it's on. Yeah. I've oh, been awesome. asking because I know they got the Cajun fries because that's one of their uh, signature side items. Mm-hmm. But now, okay, that's a game changer for me. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> How'd you Thank find you out ben. about the onion rings? Uh, we have a co-worker who told me about it. I'm like, what? Shut up. They don't do that at Popeye's. He goes, go through the drive-thru right now. And I'm like, fine. So oh. I drove up there. Boom. What? Yep. There it is. Awesome. Now, now the secret's oh, out. It's out on the Gamers Lounge. <laughs> for real. John? Uh, yeah, I, I'm going, I've never had churches, so I'm going to go with Popeye's. And I've never okay. had the onion rings at Popeye's, but yeah, I'm going Popeye's. Got it. Got it. I'm gonna try so, and search uh, out a churches now. I'm 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 curious about this. Yeah, or online maybe. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> they're very hard to find. I know down south, Louisiana, Mississippi, Florida, Texas, Cali, maybe te- they'll have them. But I don't know anywhere up here in up in the north north northwest north central. No, I don't know. All right, John, uh, take us to the next segment, sir. Release the games. It's time for the game releases. Game, game releases. releases. Welcome to this week of game releases. We got a lot of games coming out at the end of the month of July, taking us into August. Um, some look like some fun games. I know some of the stuff we kind of some of the games we already mentioned, like Rocket Arena season one is now. They were talking about doing their season pass stuff. That season pass started starts uh, started yesterday, so that's going on. But the game I want to bring attention to is what when I saw this title, I'm like, all right, I got it. I'm gonna just try and see what what what's it reads about. I'm like, what happened? So I'm like, oh, I like it. So what happened is a psychological horror game by Polish indie studio Genius Slackers, awesome name by the way. Um, it's going to be on Steam tomorrow. The game sees Players pick up Mantle of Styles, a high high school student suffering from hallucinative horrors created by his own troubled mind and fueled by further by uh, by LSD. So with the player's empathy, he can be guided towards the light. Then he might just have a chance of achieving victory over his own inner demons. So that's kind of like a little setup. So what happens in what happened? It is inspired by real life event two of its creators experience. In the first episode, they now they delve into their diary. The game director Ash Nigabin talks about his suicide of someone they knew and how it was difficult, so difficult for people without that mental health problems to understand. This set them on the path of finding out why it happened, and then they decided to figure out how they could portray these struggles through gaming. So that I find very important. Very, I love it's a horror game kind of setup. So I love horror games. I love horror movies, as we well know on this show. So I say check this game out. 
comes out tomorrow. It's on. Uh, it's going to come out eventually on all platforms: PC, Xbox, uh, and PlayStation. But right now, it's you can download it at the Steam at Steam. Um, if you have Steam, you can download it, download it on your Steam account. I want to go with you too, Aman. This was the one that I found too this week. I just think it's so important because anything that can bring awareness to mental health issues. Yes, indeed. And maybe, you know, show people who don't have mental health issues what it's like to have them. I just think that's so important because across our country, we have issues with, with, with mental health and how to deal with that and how to get people the help they need. So I think a game like this and getting the word out about a game like this, it's so important. So I second everything you said, and I'll add that too, so. That's my game yeah, release this week. And it's helping people have that empathy. Yeah. So that empathy is important because it's an understanding of walking in those people's shoes that are affected by something that you're not affected with at the time. But if you put yourself in their shoes and walk in their shoes for a day, an hour, five minutes, you'll find out, oh, man, I see now what this feels like. Yeah. You know, to have, you know, different thoughts and things that you don't know what's going on in your head. And you can't control them but they're controlling you on some level, how you get through that, trying to live a normal day, trying to work a normal job and what that struggle is like trying to do those things for people in the world. So this is a a good game right here. I believe I'm going to definitely download this and get into it. And by the way, getting back to our Rogan conversation, these are the types of games that if you you haven't played video games lately, like you think of video games as something totally different, you know what I mean? So yep. it's, it's an, another thing to think about there in that conversation. Uh, guys, I, okay, so Rocket Arena Season 1 PS4 PC and Xbox comes out or came out this week. And I was like, when I first saw this, like, Rocket League, you know, because that's that's all I'm playing with. Rocket, <laughs> no, Rocket Arena. It's totally right. different, Amon. So it's basically, correct. I've never played, obviously, but I was interested because I did see some gameplay. I think our, our friend Nixie uh, was posting about this recently yep. on social media this week as well. It's a it's a first person shooter game, I believe. FPS, yeah, first person shooter yeah, FPS. with rockets. With rockets, so season one, and this is uh, coming out. Rocket Arena season one, new heroes, events, rewards, all of it uh, coming out from EA. And uh, I don't know, it's so this, it looks fun. Yeah, just imagine running around with rocket with a rocket launcher on your hip, saying, "I'm gonna blow you up." <laughs> right, it just sounds, and, but but it's done in this fun way again with like the characters and everything like that. It's it's different than what for someone who's once again new to gaming. When I think of an FPS, first person shooter, I'm thinking of like gore and like guns, or you know, like and this just looks fun. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly, uh, fun game, in a different man. way. In a different way, exactly. That's video game. <laughs> John, take us to what's on stream. Row, row, row your boat gently up the... Ah, sorry. Excuse me. It's time for What's On Stream. Ah, yes. So some of the fun stuff is coming up here at the end of Amon Green's Gamers Lounge. We're talking about what's on stream. So Netflix has been knocking it out the park, I think, for the first half of the of 2020. And, and COVID has probably helped out with that, um, where a lot of people can be at home and watching what's on their, on their app. And so this is a new movie out with the f- talented Atomic Blonde, Charlize Theron. She's in a movie called The Old Guard. It is for undying, so key word, undying warriors who secretly protect humanity for centuries, targeted for the mysterious powers just as they discover a new immortal. So Charlize Theron, Kiki Lane, and uh, Marwin Kanzari 
all act and play in this movie. So these, his, her team of uh, soldiers, and she's kind of like the captain. They're like you said, undying, and she's been around before. I say probably when there were the, you know, we talk about in history the Crusades and medieval times and that. So this is what we're talking about: undying warriors. So these warriors have basically came across each other during all during all the major wars in. Uh, in American or in world history. So the uh, writer and directors took a little, you know, had some fun with this Gina Prince, but Bathwood who I met at NFL pro uh, pro football, Hollywood, where there was a, a seven day seminar of how to get into Hollywood acting behind the camera in front of the camera, things of that nature. She was one of the writers and directors there. Um, she is a fantastic writer, director. She, she took a spin on, on, on world history and had some fun with it. So getting a, a talented actress and Charlize Theron introducing Kiki Lang and watch this movie, guys. It is fun. You see a lot of heads getting chopped off, a lot of stuff getting blown up. And but to see the, you know, it's kind of this is kind of a little, little bit of spoiling, but not much. But just the one to get you into the movie. It's also a graphic novel. So I can't I'm definitely going to get that because if the movie was this good, that means the graphic, the book is better. So check it out. It's on Netflix. It's it was I think uploaded probably like two, two, maybe a week ago, maybe two weeks ago. Um, but it's good action show. But if you love Charlie's their own, you love some great acting, you want things or you just want to see get things get blown up. Check it out. The old guard on Netflix. I'm glad you brought that up because I did come across this on Netflix and I just got the 4K TV and that's available when you upgrade your Netflix in ultra 4K, I believe. And I was like, ooh, yeah. that looks good. What is that? So I'm glad you brought that thing. That sounds fun. their own in 4K. In 4K oh, yeah, that's oh, not a bad, not a, not a bad decision. Not a, no, not, not, not a bad day, not a bad time to spend your Saturday. <laughs> um, so here's one I uh, was recommended by a buddy of mine, um, and I, I'm late to the game I'm on, but season two is coming out, I think, in about a month or so, probably a little bit longer, maybe a month and a half. Um, it's on Amazon Prime, and it's called Ooh. The Boys. Yes, I watched season one. I knew you'd know about this, so I, yes, I, he said, he. I started watching it and instantly hooked, and it's very graphic. Um, very, very graphic. And I was not expecting that at all. Graphic. Like what? Like a lot gruesome. of killings. Yes. Nudity language. That yes. Nudity? Every, all that. Okay. All of it. All of the said, above. Man. All of the above. All but right. it's awesome. It's about uh, superheroes, basically, and um, kind of a different twist on superheroes because they're ran by this big. I'm not done with this. Don't ruin anything for me. I'm on. I'm not done with it yet. I'm gonna <laughs> like two more episodes in season I'm one. Not, I'm not. Uh, they're run by this big corporation, and they're not all they appear to be. Uh, their public persona isn't what they really are in real life, and it, it takes a, a twisted look at superheroes, and I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah, so I could add on to that, John, for Ben and for the listeners here. So if you haven't watched The Boys, it's basically going behind the the curtain, kind of like with Wizard of Oz. You find out that the Oz was just a little guy in a chair with a blowhorn. So obviously it's more than just that. When you go behind this curtain mm -hmm. <laughs> in the boys it's more than just a little guy in a chair, just, just letting you know that. So it's, but it's very, very entertaining. The dialogue is dynamic. The show is dynamic. And some of the, uh, I say details and preferences, they give these superheroes that find out you find out, or oh, they're more human than superhero. Yes. It's uh, going to, it's going to amaze you. So. It's, it's cool. I can't wait. Season two, like I said, we'll, we'll talk about season two yeah, probably might, in future yeah, episodes. I'm excited for season two. I can't wait either. Yeah. All right. So mine is on Netflix as well. And I, 
Aman, I can't agree with you anymore. Netflix has done such a good job of getting us through this pandemic with giving us quality content to watch. I know you brought that up earlier, so I couldn't agree more. But the show is called Fear City, New York vs. the Mafia. Now, I'm a history buff, all right? So when I saw previews for this, I got really excited. Then when it dropped, I binged. I watched it all. So what it is, it's about five mafia families who ruled New York with a bloody fist in the 1970s and the early 80s until a group right. of federal agents tried the unthinkable to take them down. Now, what's kind of interesting is if you know... Um, anything about politics, uh, Rudy yeah. Giuliani, right? He yeah, was the mayor that. of New York. He tried to run for president. This was at the start of his career, and he led this federal task force to bring down these five mafia families. Now, we're talking about the mafia members that movies yeah, like about the, Bino, I know Yes, yes, yes. The biggest names, like the ones Godfather was made off of. Yes. It's just so cool to figure out how it really took the government almost 10 to 11 years to figure out how they could bring down all of these families because they would get, you know, smaller people here and there over the course of time, but they were never able to bring down the top guys, which would really stop the mob's rule of New York City. So fascinating show. Again, it's called Fear City, New York versus the Mafia. Get it on Netflix. Yeah, I saw a preview of that and I was like, I like I know I'm a history guy, so the old guard and this hit my wheelhouse. I'm like, I'm definitely watching it. And when you brought it up, Ben, I'm like, yes, I'm <laughs> definitely gonna I'm definitely gonna watch it probably this weekend, knock it out. Yeah. Cause uh I I will have the time to do it. So Woo, that's some good stuff out there on stream, guys. So John, take us to the my the last and one of my favorite segments of the show, please. It's that moment in a horror movie where if it doesn't happen, there's no movie. This is what should have happened. Here is Amon with today's turning point. Uh, welcome to today's turning point, one of my favorite segments of the show of Amon Green's Gamer Lounge. So Ben, John, and, and listeners, tune in. So we're talking about um, an American horror, American haunting. Came out in 2005. Donald Sutherland, Sissy Spacex, some, some big-time heavy hitter actors right there. Writers, uh, Britt Monahan and Courtney Solomon, and also Courtney Solomon was, is and was the, the director. So this movie is based on actual true events in the, in the United States, I believe down in Tennessee, where a spirit caused the death of a man. And that death of a man was uh, Donald Sutherland's uh, character. So in the beginning of this movie, this movie starts where... You see a group of people. They're in a church, and this is back in probably it looks like the eighteen, early eighteen hundreds, so like seventeen somewhere, maybe nineteen hundreds, and they're having a a hearing, basically a small hearing of Donald Sutherland's land, and that maybe he had trespassed onto his neighbor's land and was using product, using the wood and things of nature, and so the lady right there is complaining to the court of that he's she that Donald stole some stuff off her land and, and Donald's denying it. He's lying, but he did. He's just trying to hide it, you know, trying to be, be slick about it. But she's like, you know what? You know, and, and the court grants him immunity. He doesn't get touched. He's like, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting on high water. I didn't get, you know, uh, a hit with law and all that and find out that he actually did it. So the lady said, you know what, since the court is not going to you know punish you, you know, she, this is unfortunately during slave time. So she she knew talking to her slave that he she told Donna, look, I got I'm going to have my slaves put some voodoo stuff on you um, messing with me and lying to the courtroom and blah, 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 blah. 
And right there, that's like uh, Donald, or I can't think of the guy's name, but just say, um, you might want not want to mess with that right there. When you got somebody that's going to put a voodoo hex on you, my dad you know, grew up in New Orleans, that stuff is, I'm not going to not discount it. So leave her alone. Give her what she wants. <laughs> Give her what she asked for. <laughs> because you don't want to get messed with that at, at, at the end of the day. So that's where I'll be like, but I see I'll be that Jimmy Cricket and Donald's here. Be like, hey, man, just admit that you were wrong because you get a voodoo hex on you. It ain't going to be good for us and everybody else living in this house and on this land, man. So say what you did. Admit your, your guilt because I'm not running around and I'm going to get my arm broke because she's going to have a voodoo doll of us. Uh, out and pulling out arms and limbs and stuff, man. So let's go. You know, admit it. <laughs> so right there, movie over. Admit your guilt. Don't be lying to the judge. Don't be lying to her. She know what you did wrong. You took her wood off the property. Movie over. All right. Let's <laughs> be honest, man. Saves, Don't get no hex put on you. Saves the day again. Know? Here's my question, real quick, Amon, because you're obviously a horror movie guy. I, I, American Haunting is rated PG thirteen. All right, yeah. so you what? saved the day. You that figured, show on FX? No, what he's talking about here. Oh, okay. Um, so can you have a real horror movie be PG-13? Like, I just oh, assumed... I guess it, it, it wasn't oh. no blood. It wasn't no nudity. The language, it was back in the middle, you know, in the early 1800s. So yeah. oh. the uh, the verbiage back then, they weren't using all the four-letter words that we were using back then. So. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, I right. always felt like why why all those um, uh, Jason movies in the 80s were rated R was because they always throw in a couple pairs of boobs. Right. <laughs> I feel like it's it, that's is, where, it was always in there, so that's why they got the R rating. That's where it pushes. So, yeah, uh, yeah we're, that's when it pushes into R rating. So, just a full disclosure. So, Donna Sutherland's character is John Bell. That's the dad. Sissy Spacek is Lucy Bell. And then uh, the daughter... Uh, is played by Rachel Heard Wood. Her name is Betsy Bell. And so further into the story, you see everything that happens with this ghost. So with this entity that manifests from what Donald also was doing, unfortunately, if you haven't seen this movie, it's going to be a spoiler alert. He was actually molesting his daughter at the same time. So this spirit was manifested from the hate of the daughter to her father, what he was doing to her in the middle of the night and she manifested a ghost and an entity to haunt them during this time. So even when he was lying to the courtroom about the one thing he was doing, stealing people's wood, he was doing un- un- unbearable stuff to his fa- own family member as well. So that's why I said right there, give up admit your guilt, be honest, stop trying to get away with something that you shouldn't have been doing. John Bell and uh, get your wood back there. And then also stop committing the other crime that you're doing upstairs. So there you go. Bam, bam, movie over. No, no American honey. That family's not cursed anymore. Thank you to uh, myself and mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was instantly, like, right in the beginning of the movie. So I was like, oh, this is an easy one. We can knock this one out. But again, great show today, guys. I love it. Always having fun with you, John, and Ben, to find out more things about you guys, the, the stuff you, you guys like and don't like. I love it. So, uh, Next week, everyone tune in to a new this or that and my favorite part of the show, Turning Point, new topics, game releases. And then you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at AmonGreen30 and on Twitch at TV. And Ben, I'll let you uh, take it away with all the new social stuff that we have for the lounge and where we can download this uh, this podcast. AG underscore 
Gamers Lounge across all social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and you can download the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, iHeart, Spotify, everywhere else. Wherever you get your podcasts, we're at search Amon Green's Gamers Lounge Podcast. All right. Thank you, Ben, John, and everybody. Talk to you next week. All right. Cool. Thanks. Walking into a tile store with thousands of options may sound daunting, but at Architectural Ceramics, their design experts help narrow down that selection to your taste, budget, and inspiration. And I cannot wait to share the tile selection for our bathroom remodel. If you're tired of the tile in your home, like I was, make an appointment today at Architectural Ceramics. With locations in Rockville, Bethesda, Baltimore, Vienna, and Alexandria. And online at architecturalceramics.com.